Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a sh. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney and the great Minnesota Tim with you today. We're going to talk a little uh, Sony Hawaiian Open. Some of the betting lines and props. Going to get into that. And just a little uh, forecast for the tournament. And then I think we got a little mailbag, Tim, don't we? I mean, a lot of people have responded with the, the emails. You can email us at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And we've got quite a few questions. We're going to get into some of those, right, Tim? Yeah, we haven't done a mailbag for uh, a while now because we, we, we've had some great discussions on golf. There's some, been some great topics with the President's Cup, Patrick Reed scandal, the Get Together Hero World Challenge. And the emails have just been flooding our inbox. I just had to go through it for about an hour now, uh, just trying to get the right mailbags for the podcast. And yeah, it'll be great to respond to some of these questions uh, to some of these people that it varies from instructional to PGA Tour. Um, just a lot of questions here that we can get to um, on the podcast. So yeah, I, I love. I want to give some love back to the listeners since they've given us so much love with the downloads. 
Yeah, we got we, downloads are going up, which is uh, good to see. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you click on the follow button on your iHeart uh, Radio app uh, on our podcast, and then the, your uh, podcast, Hank Haney Golf Podcast, will show up every day. And uh, tell your friends, good, good, good stuff. But we, I, I like the way everything's uh, going so far. It's been a lot of fun. Got a lot of good feedback and uh, a lot of good discussion. And all good stuff. So, what, where do you want to start? You want to start a little Sony Open? What? Uh, yeah. This is, a, you know, I mean, it's, it's. I always think of the Sony Open as the second term of the year. Now, it's the second term of the calendar year, but it's not, you know, nearly the second term of the year because we got the whole wraparounder going. And the wraparounder started all the way back on September 11th through 15th, the military tribute at the Greenbrier, which was won by Joaquin Neiman. And, uh, you know, then they went to Sanderson Farms, Safeway, Shriners Hospital in Las Vegas, Houston Open, CJ Cup. Boy, oh boy, this thing is just Zozo, uh, Bermuda, World Golf Championship in Hawaii, Mayakoba, RSM. You know, it's like the year is like, a, it's like, I mean, we'll be, I don't know, what, how many how many tournaments will they have, like, uh, in, the, in the year? I don't know. I mean, this thing, it's, it's the, I feel like we're third done already. We've, we've barely gotten started. But this is a, Sony Open's a good uh, a good uh, tournament. I, I, I like it. It's a nice course, old school course. Wailai Country Club, right there in Honolulu. Uh, you know, houses around it. It's kind of a tight course. A little, you know, definitely old school course. Um you know, you, you got to strike your ball. You got to keep it in play. Uh, they got enough Bermuda rough to make a difference. I mean, you can shoot some good scores out there, but you know the wind's going to blow. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a golf course. It's, it's not a bomber's paradise. Now, it's opposite of what they played last week. I mean, last week's just wide open. I mean, fairway's 100-and-something yards wide. You couldn't hardly miss a fairway, although guys did. But you couldn't hardly miss a fairway at Kapalua for the Century Tournament Champions. Now they're at Wiley at the Sony Open. It's a totally different deal. And this is a golf course where, you know, you think the shorter hitters have more of an of an opportunity. Uh, and uh, it's probably why uh, you 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 know you know you're not seeing like all the the big bombers show up. And then of course you know everybody's picking and choosing where they play. Uh, but uh, there's not a lot of uh, well, I mean, you don't have the top guys there. Let's face it. I mean, what, what's the? Uh, I mean, what's the number one rated player there? It's, of course, Justin Thomas, where he loves Hawaii. I mean, he, I saw a statistic the other day. He's like, you know, some ridiculous number under par for for Hawaii, whatever that that means. But he is definitely an, a, a Hawaiian island uh, player. One here in 2017, Hank. Yeah, one in seven. You know, in two thousand seventeen. Of course, he won last week too. Uh, but no Kepka, no Rory, uh, no Rom, no Dustin Johnson. Uh, who else is playing? I mean, I don't think Cantley's playing. I mean, you, you got uh, this is a chance for a lot of guys to get their first start, which you know they're looking looking forward to. But it's not like a, a real top heavy field here. I mean, who else is Justin Rose? Justin Rose isn't there. I mean, is Shoffley Shoffley's not playing. Uh, you know, it's you got Justin Thomas, you got Kuchard, you know, defending champion. I mean, he's, I mean, he's twenty fourth in the world. Um, what else we got? Who, who, who else we got here? I mean, we got not much, do we? No, we don't have much at all. I mean, I feel like a good way to put this into context, Hank, of the field that's showing up at the Sony Open is that Colin Morikawa is the second 
has the second highest odds to win the tournament, and he's ranked 55th in the world right now. Wow. All right, you got Webb Simpson. Uh, he's playing. He's 12th in the world. Um, I don't know. That's about it. I'm looking for, for I'm looking for, you know, some guys that are looking for this field is pretty weak. Pretty weak. I mean, uh Alex Noren. Patrick Reed is there. He showed okay, up. Okay, Patrick Reed. Okay, you got Patrick Reed and Justin Thomas. Two of the guys that were in the playoff last week. Uh no Shoffley though. Um so anyway, I mean there you go. But it'll still be good. It'll be fun and it's nice. It's kind of prime time. You know, you get to watch uh, the Hawaii time, so it'll be uh, more prime time in the, in the U.S. and it'll 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 be good. Uh, so uh, you got this Colin uh, Morikawa, right? Is that how you yeah. say his name? Yep. Now this guy, I've been reading about this guy a lot. Now this guy is a uh, you know he played at Cal, three time All American. Um, you know he's uh, they they think he's the real thing. They feel like he's a, he's a real thing. Uh, he's got uh, a. Had a serious resume coming out of out of, out of college. He's uh, obviously, you know, he played last week the tournament of champions, so he's already won on the PGA Tour. And you know, I mean, that's that's pretty good. He won it at the uh, Barracuda, which is not like uh, what you call, you know, that's an opposite field event, but it still got you in the tournament of champions. It's you know, I mean, that's the one they play up in Tahoe. I mean, it's you know, it's it's same time as the World Golf Championships at FedEx, so you got a not exactly a you know a, a stellar field, but still, a wins a win. And I was reading an article by uh, I don't know who who was quoted, maybe one of his coaches, either his college coach or his swing coach or whatever. They said, you know, they they pick him to win somewhere on the West Coast. That's what they said. Uh, now, uh, Hawaii is way out west. One of the reasons they gave is because he's great at, at putting on uh, Poana greens like they have in California. Well, he, they said, you know, Torrey Pines or Riviera, he's going to be great at one of those two courses. Okay, So this is – we're on Bermuda grass out in Hawaii. But uh, everybody's who played last week, you know, is used to the Bermuda grass. And, you know, I mean, he, this is a little shorter course, a little, little more f- fitting his liking – you know, he's not a Dustin Johnson bomber. He's not short, but he's not a Dustin Johnson bomber. So he's he's number two in the odds to win the tournament? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Plus six. What about what about Patrick Reed? Where's Patrick Reed? He's at? plus twelve hundred. He's on or wait, 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 where are we? Where are we? Oh, this stupid thing. Okay, so Patrick Reed is actually second. They don't they don't go straight down in the arrow. They go left to right. I thought it went up and down. Excuse that. He's so <laughs> So Mark Holland right, is tied for right. third. You got a little Steve third. Johnson moment there. You got a Steve Johnson moment there. That's all right. Okay, so we got Justin Thomas, Patrick Reed, Webb Simpson. Those are the top three. And then Morikawa. So that's that's okay. the issue. I was looking at the screen incorrectly. I pulled a great predictor. I was looking at the okay. screen all wrong. Right. Well, you have your microphone on, don't you? Yeah, I got the microphone on. I'm recording. Okay. Yeah. You got a, do you have it plugged in? Was I it have yesterday, it didn't in. You, The other day, you didn't have it plugged in. Yeah, we got a great email about that, too. Yeah, we did a two uh, we, we did a, a, a two hour uh, like uh, podcast recording, and Steve didn't have his uh, uh, thing plugged in. Yeah, so he's he's off today. We gave him a, a day off to try to you know regroup. It's it's it put it kind of put him in shock a little bit. He was a little <laughs> yeah. stunned by that. One. <laughs> uh, okay, so what's Webb Simpson plus what? What do you get? You bet a hundred on this, and you win uh, how much? You win if you so Webb Simpson's plus twelve hundred as well, and if you bet one hundred dollars on Webb, you get. Twelve hundred dollars. Okay. Same with Reed. 
All right, so Justin Thomas is uh, plus 500. He's a favorite, but the thing you got to look at is it's hard to win back-to-back, although he is uh, kind of Mr. Mr. Hawaii. And, and, you know, here's the way I look. I, you know, you maybe shouldn't look at it this way, but I do kind of look at it this way. I look at it like there's a little bit of a do theory and there's a little bit of a, you know, you kind of had your deal and now, you you know, you're you're – you're due to maybe not do so good. Now, that applies to me more to putting than it does necessarily to ball striking. Like, I feel like if somebody is on a good run ball striking-wise, they're going to keep running ball striking-wise because they got it going. And maybe the putts, you know, if they went all went in last week, they're probably not all going to go in this week. Now, that... Having said that, I'm thinking about Patrick Reed. He had 45 one-putts last week. He was number one in putting. He had 9.3 shots gained on the field putting-wise. Uh, he hit about uh, – I mean, he, didn't, he hit like 60% of his greens, something like that, 62%, 63% at Kapalua. Now, Kapalua has the widest fairways and the biggest greens on the PGA Tour. That was always the tournament that I always – like when – Back in the day, before they had the strokes gain statistics, and I always, I always paid attention to the statistics, always, because I felt like when, when the players I was coaching, if they won tournaments or they did real good, top tens or whatever they did, I really feel like, you know, I mean, I, I felt like that was them, okay? But when I looked at the statistics and, like, fairways hit, greens and regulation, when I looked at where they ranked relative to the rest of the players on tour – in those key statistical categories, I always thought, well, that that's a little bit more of a reflection on me and my coaching. Now, obviously, I never hit any shots, but it's still, I I, I, I didn't like, you know, I didn't look at somebody and say, oh, you know, he won. Look how great he did, and you know, he, the guy had forty five one putts. I mean, that's not you know a reflection of great ball striking. Uh, so. Patrick Reed has 45 one-putts last week. Now, he is not going to have 45 one-putts again this week. He's just not. So so either he's going to have to hit it a lot better than he did last week on a golf course that's much more exacting and both off the tee and into the greens because these are not huge greens. It's Or he's going to have to putt like he did. So I, I'm, not, I'm not high on Patrick Reed uh, that bet uh, this week. Now, I'll, I'll backtrack on that a little bit. He is one of the you know best players going in. He's he's had a, a he's on a darn good stretch. There's no doubt about that. State dating back to last year, he's on a good stretch, and he's he comes into the season you know more prepared. He 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 definitely wants to win. You know he's got a lot of goals ahead of him. But he's also got a lot of stuff, baggage he's carrying around too. I mean, you think they'll be on him in Hawaii? There's hardly anybody. There's hardly anybody at Kapalua, and you know, still there was somebody that blurted out, you know, cheater right after he putted. He stroked his putt on 18 and play. I mean, they yelled out cheater. Yeah. It, it really. You wonder what's going to happen the rest of the way this this year. It's it could get ugly, huh? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the potential of this situation could get crazy. Uh, a lot of people have reacted to this Patrick Reed situation online. The commissioner reacted. You know, I'm with Patrick. Jay Monahan said that. What else? What else is he gonna? What else is he gonna right. say though? Yeah. What's he? What's he? I mean, he he didn't say anything. Is what he said. 
I mean, because yeah. the only thing he said was the only thing he could say. Right. Yeah. He said, Patrick said he didn't did do it. And I'm with Patrick. I believe him. Right. Well, what else is he going to say? He's going to say, Patrick said he didn't do it. And I don't believe him. Mm-hmm. I mean, so he said the only thing he could say, which is the same thing as saying nothing. I mean, when you, when you say the only thing you could say, it's the same, pretty much the same thing as saying nothing. So I, I don't, I don't put any stock in that at all. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't believe Patrick Reed on that deal. I, I don't know. I mean, I tend to give him a little uh, benefit of the doubt. But man, people have gotten on me for saying that. I'll tell you. Really? My God. I mean, they're like Hank. You know, you're sugarcoat and you're not telling it like it is. I mean, what? I mean, I'm telling it like it is. I'm telling it like I see it. I mean. I, 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 all I said was, you know, you cannot say that somebody can definitely feel when their club hits the sand. You just can't say that. It's just that that's not that's not a true statement. I mean, it's not. It depends how many you know granules you hit before you can feel it. He may have not felt it. I felt like he probably didn't feel it. I've tested it out. I've done it in my backyard. I got a sand in my backyard. I went back out there and I thought, I wonder what if you could feel that. Closed my eyes, went in there, I didn't feel anything. And then I opened my eyes, looked down, I moved, I'd brush the sand. I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. But it, it does kind of make you think, though, how do you not see it? Right. Like, how did that not look different when you, you know, look back down? But then again, when you're taking those practice swings, you're not really staring at the ground. I mean, you're kind of, he's kind of just taking a practice i don't know what he's doing he's either he's shoveling or he's taking a practice swing i don't know but anyway people are going to be on him they're going to be on him all year and that's just kind of the the, the way the way it goes uh, i i can't think that's a positive thing i know he, he likes to prove everybody wrong and i get that whole thing and he you know he digs in and he does all that and he's great at it but i don't you know i don't know if that's a that's got to wear on you sooner or later don't you think yeah you would think mentally for sure i mean everybody wants to be loved i mean who wants to be hated right yeah, yeah. Well, he 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 likes he likes the, the 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 us against them, me against the world. He likes that whole deal, but uh, yeah, I don't think you win at that game long term. I just mm-hmm. I don't think you do. Right. A, a lot of people are bringing up the idea, Hank, of the PGA Tour stepping in. A lot of people when when situations like this happen. Remember Justin Thomas at the Honda a couple of years ago, uh, or whenever that was. Maybe no, a couple of years ago. And they became the uh, the cop police on the golf course. Yeah, that was well, Honda. Yeah, yeah, it was Honda. Um, a lot of people get these ideas that the PGA Tour can do something about this. Do you buy that? What are they going to do? Like what? I don't know. A lot of uh, people come up with these crazy ideas. Like they can stop the heckling. I, I don't buy it, but people come well, they up can, with these they ideas. They can escort the they can escort the person out of there. But, you know, a lot of the heckling comes late in the day. The guys had a few uh, beers in them, and uh, they're ready to go home anyways. I mean, they're not yelling this at, at you know, 8 o'clock in the morning. They just got there, just woke up. Uh, hey, let's go watch some golf today, and let's get tossed in the first 10 minutes we're there. Right. I mean, nobody, nobody does that. I mean, they're all out there. They've watched all day. They, they're all, uh, you know, drunkied up. And they're thinking, well, you know what? I might get tossed for this, but I'm ready to go anyway. So let's 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 have a little fun here. Let's blurt this out. I mean, that's the way it goes. That's I mean, that's 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 the real world. And you know, like the guy that yelled it at at uh, Kapalua. It's the last hole of the playoff. He gets tossed. What's the big deal? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he, I was on my way out anyways. It's, uh, <laughs> it's at the 18th green. I'm getting ready to walk down the road and go. I'm going home. 
Yeah. No big deal. That's when they're doing that. I don't, I don't think there's a lot they can do. I mean, you know, I mean, they can toss people and, you know, but you're not going to hear people. That'll stop people from saying things until they're ready, you know, until it gets later in the day and they're ready to go. And they're all, you know, liquored up. I mean, that's that part's the part that's hard to stop. And everybody says that. They all say the same thing. You know, guys have had a few drinks and this and that. Anyway, I I, I, I think, uh, you know, Patrick Reed has played well, but I, I don't look at his ball striking last week and, and you know, statistics. And, and, and then he putted so great and he still didn't win. And I think, eh, I mean, it's a little tough to repeat that formula this week. Now, Justin Thomas, on the other hand, uh, struck it great. Uh, second strokes gained tee to green. All right. Very good ball striking. Great with the irons. His iron play is fantastic. Has all the shots, no matter what the conditions are, no matter how hard that wind blows. He can play. He, now he can flight the ball down. He plays a lot of beautiful shots, uh, partial shots, choke down shots. He's, he's, he's become very efficient at that. Uh, curving it both ways, left to right, right to left. Um, doesn't have to worry about the, the, the three woods. And maybe there's no holes that spook him like the 18th did at, at, uh, at Kapalua. And he didn't putt good. Well, I mean, he putted okay, but he didn't putt great. Now, he didn't three-putt, okay? He had like one three-putt for the week. Now, that doesn't count any three-putt you have from off the green. So it's a little misleading on that statistic always. But he he, he won with his ball striking and decent putting, which always makes me think, well, I mean, the, the ball striking is going to repeat itself, and who knows? Maybe he'll have a, a really good putting week. He doesn't have that many great putting weeks. I mean, you know, he he's won like he won at at the, at the CJ Cup with uh, you know not, once again not a great putting week. I mean, he, he he's pretty much a lock with this kind of field. He's pretty much a lock to win if he has a decent putting week. I mean, so that that's that's why he's favored. Plus, uh, you know, plus five hundred, about a hundred win five hundred if he, if you if you pick Justin Thomas. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's the best player. I wouldn't, you know, you always know, say uh, I usually bet on the best player, right? But but I'm intrigued with this uh, Morikawa. Um, you know, Kucher finished 14th last week. What's he? Uh, you win 2200 if you bet 100 on Kucher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Webb Simpson, great. You know, good putter and everything. Um, He's uh, plus twelve hundred. Here's what the guys do in Vegas: they pick a guy that's kind of a favorite, and you're like a Justin Thomas, and they take a couple of long shotters. Is what they do. That's kind of that's kind of what how the program works, you know. So maybe maybe you, you, you take a, you know, Kucher. I mean, you 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 can't deny the uh, horses for courses theory. The horses for courses theory is a big big deal. When you look at, at at golf betting, one of the things you really have to pay attention to is how people have played at these golf courses in the in the past. I like I like the two favorites. To be honest with you, I'm kind of I'm kind of intrigued by this Morikawa, and, and I like uh, I like Kucher, Morikawa, uh, JT. Those would be my three bets. You win money, you know, betting on you can pick. You know, these are good odds, so you pick three, four players, you can still win some pretty good money. Right. That was my theory, Hank. I, I was looking at that and I was like, man, this field is so full of average talent, obviously, considering it. Well, I mean, you can pick, you can pick, five, you can pick five guys for 100 bucks each. 
or, or four guys, and if and, and if Justin Thomas wins, you still win a hundred dollars, right? And the other guys, the other guys win if, if Simpson wins or uh, Kucher wins or Morikawa wins. You got you, you know you could pick up some good money there. Yeah, I was thinking about doing yeah, that. Exactly. I probably won't, right. but I was looking at that, and that was my theory that I was going to deliver you. I, right. I was going to look at that. Now look, we'll look at some of the uh, head-to-head matchups. We'll go through those uh, when we come back on the uh, Hank Haney podcast. But we'll take a little break and hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Before we send a break, a quick highlight from the Hank Haney podcast. The only one with your shirt off. Yes. Or other people have their shirt yeah, off. Yeah, I've known that's my shirt. You're off. the only shirt guy off, and they're asking you before whether you're planning on this yes. or what. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm telling you. Wow, you're a beauty. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bear Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. 
How doers get more done. All right, Tim. So you got some of the matchup. This one of the things that's fun to bet on in golf is, is the matchup. So you, you bet, uh, you know, uh, players head to head, and these are always like they look like okay, this shouldn't be too hard to pick, and, and a lot of it. Like I've had luck doing this in the past, but most time it's at major championships where you can really. I just have a lot easier time telling what somebody's going to do at a major championship. But when you get on, you know, golf courses, just like a regular course on the PGA Tour, it becomes a little, little more, more dicey. But you get some good, good matchups. Uh, who, do, who do we? Who's matching up here this week? What, what are you, what are you intrigued with? Yeah, let's start with the big one up top. So you got Justin Thomas versus Patrick Reed. Um, if you pick Justin Thomas. You have to bet two hundred dollars to win one hundred, and oh, if you wow. pick and if you pick Patrick Reed, you have yeah you, you can bet one hundred and win uh, one hundred and sixty. So um, obviously more risk, more reward. You know, I picked Justin Thomas more to win the tournament, but I wouldn't. I I, I don't think I would. I, I don't think I like that. Bet. Yeah, that's tough. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like that bet. That that's that's given. I don't like that price. What what about uh, Webb? You got Webb Simpson and Patrick Reed. What about that one? Yeah, I got Webb Simpson. They're both minus one fifteen each. So you bet one fifteen to win one hundred. One fifteen to win one hundred. Even matchup. Those two guys. Yep, even matchup. Give you a little context here, Hank. Webb Simpson. He finished. Tied for fourth here in uh, 2018. All right, I'll, t- I'll take I'll, I'll take Webb Simpson. I'll take Webb Simpson based on my uh, logic that Patrick Reed's not going to putt as good as he did last week. All right. I'll go Webb Simpson over Patrick Reed for sure. That's what I would take. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to Matt Kuchar versus Colin Morikawa. So okay. Kuchar, you have to bet 105 to win 100, and it's a close matchup. Morikawa, okay. you have to bet 125 to win 100. Uh, Kuchar's 24th in world golf rankings. He won this tournament last year. Morikawa's 55th in the world golf rankings. He didn't play here last year. Yeah, he's never played there. No, no, or, yeah, no never you, played there. You got, you got to take Kuchar. I mean, he, this is one of the advantages that that players have haven't played the PGA Tour. Like uh, you know, Morikawa, maybe you know, okay, Riviera, uh, you know, San Diego, Torrey Pines, whatever, Pebble Beach. He's played those courses. He, you know, he's from California. He's played those courses. And played a while. I don't know if he's played there or not. A couple of practice rounds, whatever. Uh, maybe played back in the day there. I don't know, some college thing or something. But Matt Kuchar's, I mean, he's been on tour forever. You play these tournaments, you go play a, a pro-am on a Wednesday. You probably play a practice round on a Tuesday. You play the four rounds of tournament golf. You got six six tournament rounds. You've been doing this for, you know, in Kuchar's case, I mean, I don't know, 15, 18, 20 years. I mean, how long has he been doing this? Now, let's say let's say you play there 15 years. You play there six times. So you play that course 90 times, and the other guys played it zero. Right, <laughs> that's a big spot. Plus the guy's the defending champion. Plus he's 24th in the world. I'd take Matt Kuchar. All right, um, Sung J M versus Charles Howell the third. So Sung J new sliced bread from the Presidents Cup. Yeah, uh, you got um, you have to bet 155 dollars. To win 100 from Sung J M, he's 34th in the world, and you have to. Okay. And if you bet uh, $100 for Charles Howell the third, you can win 105. He's 57th in the world. To get a little more context, 
Sung Jae finished T16 here in this tournament last year. And uh, Charles Hall III finished tied for eighth in the Sony Open last year. So look at you. If you look at Charles Hall's record at the Sony Open, it's absolutely fantastic. He plays good there every single year. It's just what he does. That's his deal. Uh, I'll take Charles Hall. I mean, okay. he, he is, on the horses for courses, I'll take Charles Hall. Uh, M played good there last year, which is admirable. It's probably, you know, he's a young player. I think that's the only time he's played there. Once again, using the same theory, uh, Charles Howell knows his way around that place like, like uh, you know, the back of his hand. Um, you know, M played good, so he got it around there last year. But he, but a little a little course of knowledge advantage to, to Charles Howell. And if you look at Charles Howell's track record on this golf course year after year after year, they'll flash it on the screen on Golf Channel. I guarantee you, it's a it's a big thing. He finishes like top ten, top fifteen there like every year. Yeah, I like I like Charles Howell for okay. sure. Okay, all right, we can wrap we can wrap up on this one. So we got Abraham Answer. He's yeah. uh, he's another guy that showed out at the Presidents Cup versus okay. Steve Johnson's favorite, the Cobra Kevin Kisner. So a little <laughs> context here. So Answer's thirty eighth in the world. Kisner's thirty third. It's an even money bet, so you bet one fifty. Uh, you bet one fifteen on each player, you win one hundred. Um, give a little finishes here. Kisner finished tied for sixty fourth in this tournament last year. Uh, Answer finished tied for twenty ninth um, last week. Kisner did finish tied for fourteenth, however. Um, so he's got a little momentum coming into this week from with his finish at the Century. So even money bet. Answer thirty eighth in the world. Kisner thirty third. Uh, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go answer. I'm going to go answer. Abraham answer. Coming off the uh, big confidence of the uh, President's Cup, even though he got dusted. Uh, you know, he didn't feel bad about it because he's played Tiger. But uh, I, I think uh, I, I think he's, he's he's got something. I like the golf course for him. And, you know, it's not a bomber's deal. You know, not that Kisner's a big bomber, but I, you know, you got to work the ball both ways. Kisner's a little more one-dimensional, right-to-left player. Uh, I, I, I like, uh, I like, I'll take answer on this one. All right. Yeah, I wonder how I'm going to do on this. I mean, this is interesting. We'll see. I got, I got, I'm feeling very good about my picks here. Very good about my picks. All right. We'll see how we do. Maybe I'll be the great. Maybe I'll be the great predictor. <laughs> I'm gonna keep this little. I'm gonna keep this little sheet, and we're gonna see how Hank's picks does on the a changing the, uh, of the guard. Yeah, yeah, because you know Steve. Although Steve got it right last week, didn't he? He said he did. Yeah, we picked three players. Well, that's still pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, we're gonna get into some uh, of our. Uh, questions from the uh, audience that's uh, sent, sent us in some stuff. And I, I've, I've got one that I want to uh, read to you right now, okay? Um, here's, a, here's a guy that's uh, – he sent it in, and he's, he, he said uh, enjoys, he, he enjoys the podcast. So he'd never listened to a podcast until uh, Hank started this one. Um, he used to listen to our a radio show, but he likes the podcast even better because he can listen anytime, which is what a lot of people have said. And then he wanted to tell me about his Voodoo Pain Relief Cream, Tim. And he said, it's a really good product. My wife was having some pain in her heel. She couldn't hardly walk. When she got up in the morning, ordered the Voodoo. After a few days, it helped a lot with her pain. He said, my elbow started hurting. Had some swelling last week. Used the cream on it. And a few days later, the swelling was down and pain was gone. 
And he just uh, received another order. He's a very satisfied customer. Listen to this. Well, here's what he said. He's got one question for us. He said, since the Voodoo Pain Relief Cream works so well on everything, do you think maybe Steve, the great predictor Johnson, should rub some on his head and it'll help him remember uh, to turn his recorder on when we're recording the podcast? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, that... that <laughs> Well, well, I sent that to Steve, but of course we've got no response yet. He has he has not responded back to to, to that one. But uh, <laughs> when he does, I'll let you. That's I'll let good. you know. All right, that was uh, that was pretty good. All right, uh, and and by the way, Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. Go to voodoopainrelief.com. You can get a free two week supply if you haven't tried it yet. Go go do it, and you'll uh, be like our friend. Uh, that was Mark uh, Honeycutt from uh, North Carolina. appreciate the, the, the feedback and appreciate him listening to the podcast. It's uh, great stuff. We'll be right back on the Hank Haney Podcast. Before we send a break, a quick highlight from the Hank Haney Podcast. Speaking of Puffy, what about the Michelin man? Has he reached his, uh, has he reached his, his weight yet? Has he weighed in? Has he, has he met the weight requirements? Bryson DeChambeau, what is he doing? Uh, I don't know. Seriously. His, his arms, I mean, he is... What is I don't know. he doing? I don't think he could. That shirt that he was wearing at the President's Cup, I don't think he could take that off. I think they're going to have to cut that thing off of him. <laughs> What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bear Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle. 
breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. All right, Tim, what do you got for us? A little uh, mailbag. Throw, throw some stuff at me here. Yeah, so listeners can send their uh, questions to hankhanegolf at outlook.com, and I'll be sure to see it. Um, here's one. I would love to start off with this right off the bat because we just got done talking about this. A listener, um, his name is Chris. He emails us every so often. I, I recognize the name. Uh, his name's Chris. He he wanted to ask if you could tell us what this meant. So Paul Azinger said some comments <laughs> during the, uh, I think it must have been during the Century Tournament of Champions. Oh, my God. He included, yeah, yeah, yeah. He included the link. I haven't clicked yeah. on it, but he included what he said in it. So yeah, Paul yeah. I Azinger, saw this. I saw this video, by the way. I saw this video. He sent it to me. Yeah. Hood, the, hood the face down at the bottom. Now, nah, yeah. I have no idea what that means. Can you, can you translate that for us? Okay, so he was talking. It was, it was uh, Neiman that was hitting the shot, wasn't it? Yeah, I think uh, it was Joaquin, looks like it was Joaquin it, yeah. Neiman. And he's hitting a, like a low driver. Okay, the wind's howling. He's hitting a low driver. And Paul Azinger said he hooded the the club down to hit the low shot. Well, there's a few ways to hit a, a, a ball low. One way is to hit down on the ball more. Because when you hit down on the ball more, anytime you hit down, you're you're technically de-lofting the, the club face. Now, sometimes when people hit down what happens is they'll hit too high on the club face, like with a with a wood, for instance. They'll hit too high on the club face. And as a result, when they hit high on the club face, the, the, the loft of your club is measured right in the middle of your club because you've got that roll on the club face where the, the top of the club is, is peeled back and the bottom of the club's peeled back. There's less loft on the bottom, and there's more loft on top of the club. But if you hit down and hit high on the face, you may pop it up because there's a ton of loft on top of the face. But if you hit down a little bit and you actually hit a little bit below the equator of the golf ball, you're hitting on a place that has less loft than what the club says it does. Like, let's say you have a 10 and a half degree lofted club, but if you hit a few groove lines low on the club face, you're going to be you're going to be hitting in a place that has less loft. That's what I saw when I when I saw that video. Uh, the player hit down a little bit, and the bottom of the swing was actually very much in front of the golf ball, which is another indicator that he's that he's hitting down, and that's why the the ball went low. Now, yes, when you hit down, that does close the club face in terms of the loft of the club, uh, but I wouldn't say that he was really hooding the face. Hooding the face happens more when you have a tendency to bow your wrist a lot. So when you bow your your lead wrist, like in a right-handed player's, it'd be your, his left hand. If you bow that wrist down, then you're you're de-lofting the club. Another word for for that is hooding it. Um, but I, I don't think that's 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 not exactly uh, what I what I saw there. But uh, anyway, it was he was describing a low shot and uh, what he the reason that he thought 
that it was hit that way. Now, uh, you know, he's he's not necessarily looking at a, I don't know if he was or not, but he's not necessarily looking at a slow motion swing. And in, in you know, anybody's defense that's analyzing swings on the TV, it's not that easy when you're looking at it in, in full speed motion for sure. But uh, that, that, that was a low drive that he hit and he blamed it on hood in the face. But it, it did get de-lofted. We know that. That's why it went low. All right. So here's an here's a question coming from Thomas. So he's going. He said he loves the podcast, and he's got a quick uh, dilemma, quick question for you. So he's going to uh, on a golf trip to Tampa on Thursday. So just a, uh, so when this podcast airs, uh, that's when he'll be going on his golf trip. He's playing with a couple of average golfers, twelve to sixteen handicaps, while he plays at a four. So Thomas asks, "Do you think it's fair that they're making me play the tips at courses I've never played?" While we're betting every match, so what do you think about that one? Well, he's a four. He's a four, and the other guy's a sixteen. Yes, and they're making him play the tips, but they get to play up front. Yeah, and he's never played these courses, so I mean, it just you know, I mean, well, listen, if your handicap is a four, and the other guy's handicap is a sixteen, and you're trying to have an even match, you got you both play the same tees. Now, if you're a, if you're a four and the other guy's a sixteen and 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 they make you go play back, then you you I wouldn't be giving them twelve shots because there's a difference in, in the the difficulty of the golf course from those back tees. I mean, everybody needs to play the same tee. I don't. I don't, I don't it's it's hard to make a bet when when everybody's playing different tees because in essence they're all playing different golf courses. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure exactly what he's asking here, but. Uh, I you know I would if you got if you're playing with 16 handicaps uh it depends you know some guys are 16 handicaps and they can hit it good but they just putt and chip terrible so okay go ahead play the back tees other guys are 16 handicaps and they putt and chip great and they hit it awful and you know they should definitely be playing the front tees so without more information it's hard to say where you should play but as a general rule a 16 handicap should not be off the back of the tees and if you're playing a match, your handicap is is what it is. It's going to make the, the match even. You guys all need to play the same tees. All right. So that's uh, quite, uh, Hank's response to Thomas there. Uh, here, here's one coming from Dave. He's got an instructional question. Um, just a couple more to wrap up the podcast. He has a question about his big miss here, Hank. Um, okay. So Dave says he plays along at a reasonable skill level. Then the shanks creep in. Uh, Dave, Dave, Dave says he's seen uh, several instructors, but with no permanent success. He says, I have always had a bit of an over the top move and it appears this is what causes me to develop the shanks. When I get into the shank mode, I literally hit every club in the bag on the heel of the club. Here's the thing. He's hitting every club in the bag on the heel anyway, and then it gets a little worse and then he shanks. See, there's, there's, depending on what cl- kind of clubs you have, there's a certain distance from the center of the face to the heel. You know, it's a, it's a difference. It's an inch, it's an inch and a half, whatever it is. You know, I mean, obviously the bigger your irons, the more space there is there. So what usually happens is people have a tendency to hit toward the heel of the club, but not all the way on the hosel. And then it gets a little worse, and then they hit, 
all the way on the hosel and then they shank and they think, oh my God, where did that come from? Well, I mean, you've been healing it all day and now you just healed it a little tiny bit worse and now you got a shank. So the, th- the thing, he's probably right in the, the coming outside over the top move could, could have something to do with it because when you shank, you're, you're swinging out too far. In other words, you're overreaching with, with your hit. You started off presumably with the club set down so that the ball was in the middle of the club face. But when you swung, you swung out too far away from your body. Now, it could also be that your body is getting closer to the golf ball. In other words, you're falling in at it. And that's one of the main causes for for shanking. But I would tell him to do is, first off, he should send a video to golfschools at hankaney.com. And Steve Johnson or one of my guys there will analyze his video. He needs to tell him that he's got a problem shanking. They'll analyze the video, and they will tell him beyond a shadow of a doubt exactly 100% why he is shanking and why he has that tendency. And then he will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that that's what he needs to work on to fix it. Now, in the meantime, uh, one good way to practice is put an object outside of the golf ball, just a little bit outside the golf ball, so there's enough room for you to hit the ball in the club face, but not enough room for you to get all the way out to the hosel of the club. Now, this could be uh, a a tee that you stick in the ground. It could be a row of tees that make kind of like a little bit of a fence out there, if you will, just outside the ball. Uh, I've I've put uh, my head cover tilted on its side and put it outside the ball just a little bit. And then the, the object is to swing and miss whatever it is that you've got up outside the ball. If you swing and miss that object, then it's impossible for you to shank. And that's a, a, the the best way to practice if you if you've got that issue. But you got to figure out why you're shanking. I mean, could you could have too flat of a backswing. You could be coming out over it, coming down into the ball. You could be leaning into it. You could be too close to it to begin with. Your head could be moving closer to the ball. Now, you could just be overreaching with your arms when you come in the downswing. There's a lot of different different possibilities, but definitely shanking should be not uh, should not be a long term uh, problem. And, and of course, when I was coaching all the time, I, I loved when I had people that shanked because they were always the most desperate students. And, uh, you know, you didn't have to get them to hit it any good. If you just got them not to shank it, they were happy as, as, as all get out. You know, if they just didn't hit the dreaded hosel rocket. But, um, no, <laughs> yeah. Johnny Miller Johnny Miller used to say it's the closest thing to a, to a perfect shot. So I don't, I don't know where he got that. But uh, doesn't, if, I don't think that's going to make him feel any better if he starts hitting them off the hosel again. But send the video in. Golf schools at HankAnie.com. It's absolutely free. One of my guys will, will get back to you and uh, give, you, give you some advice on that one. And anybody can do that, by the way. Anybody can send in their videos. And a lot of people have. So uh, send it in and we'll uh, take a look at it. And then maybe uh, if you send it in, uh, we'll get Steve to uh, talk about it on the air, what, what exactly what, uh, what he saw and describe uh, you know, what, what I – it's one of the options I gave you. So we'll, we'll, we'll wait to see which one it is. All right, perfect. Maybe time for two more, but here's one coming from Frank. So Frank says he loves the podcast. He listens every day. Uh, we just we just got done talk. We just debated Justin Thomas or uh, Jordan Spieth. You and Steve um, yeah. weighed in on who you thought would have more majors, more wins. You picked Justin Thomas, and Steve picked Spieth uh, for majors, and you okay. picked JT for wins as well. Um, well P- St- yeah, T- T- Steve Steve picked Spieth because he, he's he's already got a pretty good lead. I mean, right. know, three they're hard to win. 
He's got they three are. and Justin Thomas has one, but I'm a I, I'm very high on Justin Thomas's game. And I, I the game has changed so much. It's a long ball hitters game and uh, Thomas has a big edge in that. Yeah. So Frank was curious, Hank. Um do you think you could turn Jordan around and if you were to tr- uh turn him around, what what would you do? Every teacher thinks he can turn everybody around. <laughs> Okay. Every coach thinks he can turn every player around. Every coach thinks that if he, boy, if I had this guy, I could turn him right around. If I had this guy, I could turn him right around. If I had that guy, I could turn him right around. All this guy needs to do is this. All this guy needs to do is that. Every coach thinks the same thing. They all think the same thing in their mind. And then sometimes you have an opportunity to help players. And when you do, you realize that, oh, that's not quite that easy. Um, so of course I, I of course I think I I, I could turn him around, um, but but so does everybody. That doesn't mean mean that that it would happen. Uh, what would I do first? I, I well I don't know. I mean I you know I don't. I always liked Jordan Spieth's golf swing. Now I was in more of the minority. I think I liked his position at the top. Uh, I know he had some quirkiness in his swing, his grip, his bent left arm, uh, you know, clubs a little pointed left at the top, all stuff that I didn't mind at all. Uh, what, what I always focus on with every player that I've ever taught is is fixing their worst miss. And for Jordan Spieth, it always used to be a shot to the right. But what's happened in the last couple of years is he still has a shot to the right, but now he's got a shot to the left too. And it's one thing if you got a shot to the right because you can you can play away from a one-sided miss. But when you got a two two-way miss, and that's when you hit left or hit right, I mean it's it's pretty hard, and you don't know where to aim. And and he's hit so many hooks in the last uh, you know couple years. And I mean we can just think back to the you know get together, the hero you know hero get together down the Bahamas when he. You know, hook that thing right in the water on 18 is a meaningless tournament. Doesn't matter, but it still shows that uh, you know there's there's a there's a bad miss there that really didn't used to be there. So the first thing that I would do would, would be I would I would fix that that hook. I'd get get rid of that, get that out of there, because that's something that's very difficult for him to play with. Uh, the last one, quick, real quick. Someone was asking about uh, Mo Norman's swing and how you thought that compared to today's player. Oh, I love Mo Norman's swing. You know, it was always one of the uh, swings that I always just uh, love to look at, love to watch. It was so repetitive. Uh, considered one of the greatest ball strikers of all time, the, the great Canadian Mo Norman. Uh, probably hit more golf balls than any person alive. But the game's changed so much. You know, back in the day, I always said that the three best ball strikers were Ben Hogan, Mo Norman, and Lee Trevino. And... Hogan had a little more power than the other two, for sure. Uh, could work the ball more or did work the ball more than the other two, and, and not just left to right, right to left, but also up and down. Uh, Trevino was a very low ball hitter, mostly mostly left to right until, until later in his career when he when he you know drew the ball more. Mo Norman hit the ball just about dead straight every time. They actually aimed a tiny bit to the right and pulled it, but pulled it straight at the target. Uh, but he wasn't powerful. And if you look at the way the game is today, it's just it's just different. I mean, you know, a player that hit the ball like Mo Norman, you know, he would be great at you know Colonial at the you know Charles Schwab Cup, or you know, he'd be great at the Hilton Head at the you know RS or whatever they call it, the Hilton Head tournament. Um, 
you know, he'd be he'd be good at at a few you know other courses, but it's just you got it. You got to hit it now. You have to you know when you see the way that this Rory McIlroy hits the ball and Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas, that thing takes off. It's like straight up in the air. You know, they're carrying that thing three hundred yards. You know, Dustin Johnson, that thing takes off like a rocket, and it's hard to compare. You know that game with the game that Mo Norman played or Lee Trevino. It's just it's it's just a, a whole different game. But but back in the day, Mo Norman was you know somebody a player that everybody was just so intrigued with because he was like such a great ball striker. I mean, just like incredible, just like a machine. I mean, he's just the closest to a machine that you could ever ever see. Same shot every single time, every single time. It was good. I like the questions. Good, good stuff. We'll do that again. We got to, we got to do, we got to do more of that. It's, uh, and we got to get people to send in more questions. Uh, Hank Haney golf at outlook.com. You can also send them into Twitter at Hank Haney and you can call the show at, uh, 833-426-5763 extension 801. And, uh, we'll get to those, those calls and, uh, good to, good discussion. Can't wait for the tournament. It's going to be fun to watch. I uh, gave people a little preview. I don't know. Maybe, you know, uh, you follow my bets and, you know, I'm not the great predictor, but uh, I may be after this week. Who knows? We'll see. There we go, baby. Making right. some money. All right, Tim. All right. Good stuff. Uh, we'll talk to everybody tomorrow. Make sure you uh, follow us on the iHeart uh, Radio app for the podcast and uh, tell your friends. We appreciate appreciate all the support. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning into the Hank Haney Podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. Caney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is 
why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.